behind the Hulk's plan. How are you, my man? I'm good, man. How are yourself? Ah, good, good, good. Great to have you on. Um, I believe we're here to have a bit of a chat about your pro debut. Um, do you want to tell us a bit more about that? And then we'll get into a few other things that we have planned out as well. Awesome. I'm making my pro, pro debut on July 24th um, on Battle Arena. It's in Birmingham. And I'm making it against um, a 2-0 guy. His name is Romic Sim. Uh, I'm lucky enough to get, have gotten a one-fight release in Bellator just to make the pro debut because it's getting... I've been waiting a while for the pro debut, so I just, I just needed to fight because it's been it's been over a year since I had my last fight, and I was amateur, so yeah. I needed to get something out of the way. So um, I was fortunate enough that Battlerina have invited me back. I used to hold their uh, European title. I won it on a seven-second head kick knockout. So uh, delighted to be back with Battlerina and looking forward to making the pro debut. Nice, man. So you're assigned to Bellator, yeah? Yeah. Okay, and that happened uh, right after the IMMAFs, or how did you get about Yeah, that? so they kind of approached me um, after I won the Worlds, and they were like, they were showing interest then, and it came, became official then uh, during lockdown. It kind yeah. of, it got, um, it was official. I'd signed the contract, and then um, some journalist, uh, Andy Stevenson, had kind of seen that I was on the website, and then mm. it kind of pushed it pushed out the um, announcement. It was during lockdown number one. I think it was during like, could have been over a year ago now it was announced. Okay. But uh, I was delighted to finally have it out there because it was kind of like the, the worst kept secret in Cork because everyone had known because I, I, I told everyone because it was kind of a big moment for me. Obviously, so it was kind of yeah. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, like, 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 you're <laughs> of course, every time so, everyone. <laughs> it was the, the worst kept secret in Cork. So I was right, delighted right. to actually talk about it. Yeah, and is it, is it a bit of a big deal in Cork? Do people follow MMA in Cork? Because, you know, you speak to different people and they live in areas and people people don't know what they do. Uh, MMA is huge in Cork. Like So, like, Connor had his... Um, Connor fought down here in Cage Wars. Cage Wars have always been kind of big down here. Okay. Like, we've, like, us and SPG Cork, and then you have MMA Cork. Like, two really, really big gyms in Cork, like, and... I anytime a show comes down here, if a cage lights comes down here, yeah. or you know any other show like Battering used to come down here the whole time, there was talks of an other show coming down here a few years ago. Like okay. it's all like we have Neptune Stadium. Okay. It's always they're always great shows. Like and I'm looking to put Cork back on the map as well. Like yeah, so big up for Cork MMA at the forefront. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So bro, since we are talking about Cork, um, let's go into your background a bit. So tell us where you grew up, where you went to school. And as far as I know, you were a bit of a rugby player before all the MMA started. Yeah. So tell us a bit more about that. Uh, so I grew up in Blarney. I've been, I've been living in Blarney my whole life. I, okay. I've never kind of really gone out there. The gym I train at is literally down five minutes down the road. It's more in Blackpool, but it's kind of half and half. Um, I went to school here in Blarney. Um, when I was growing up, rugby was more was my thing. Um, I played with a rugby team called Muskry. Um, rugby was kind of uh, huge in my family. Like all my uncles are all the coaches up there. All my cousins played, so it was kind of a thing I had to get into. And it was not until I turned like 14, 15 and when I got my kind of growth spurt that I was actually kind of good at rugby. The whole <laughs> right. time I was a little small, little fat kid who wasn't that good. I was I was always in the bench. I was always kind of like showing me on for the last like ten minutes. Yeah, and I had the big growth spurt and became like. Six fucking oh. four, and they were like, Fuck, I'm gonna have to play, you know. Yeah, happy days, happy days working yeah. in your favor. <laughs> and then, so then start, yeah, no, go on. Yeah, go so on. then I started playing it a bit more and it kind of got better at it, you know. Uh, started playing then on the Munster Academy, and then it kind of, it kind of, that was my thing. Rugby was my thing, and that was all I was playing. 
So it must have been a bit of a shocker if the family was so involved in rugby when you decided to kind of, you know, pick MMA over it. How, how did that go? Um, so my mom would watch me if I played chess. Like she'd yeah. support me without anything. She came to all my rugby games. She kind of doesn't like coming to the fights. She kind of, she comes to a few of them and she doesn't, she doesn't really like it. But uh, then my dad, my, my dad was a um, boxer and he was a high level boxer. So okay. she's kind of used to that. He hates MMA. Like he thinks he's a proper boxing head now and he's like, ah, oh, all that roll around the floor crack is all that. But when I have a good fight and all that, he'll always say that, you know. <laughs> He'll he'll take credit for my for my for our punches and all that. He'd be like, okay. "That's genetic there now. That's a that's my <laughs> left there now, Joe." Nice, 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 nice. So yeah, so um, when was the transition? When did it happen? Uh, did it happen in secondary school or was it after you finished school or how did? I think it was. I think it was like transition year. Um, okay. Robbie kind of. I was on the academy and I was kind of like it was at a stage where Robbie had stopped and I was kind of like I'm at a really high level now. I have to keep going. Do I have to keep mm-hmm. the fitness up and all that? So a buddy of mine, Emmett, was training down. We weren't SBG at stage, we were called KTC. Mm-hmm. And that kind of was like, it was kickboxing, it was MMA. I kind of had like known about MMA, it wasn't really big. I seen the film Warrior, kind of that kind of, yeah. it was around that time the film came out. It was like, that looks cool, you know, I'll, I'll give that a go. It was and a pretty good down, film. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty good film, yeah. So I came down and I just started trying out. And then it became a stage then where it was like, it was me and my cousin started, uh, Kelvin. We kind of did it together and then, it was kind of like I wanted to come there more, and I was like, I was like, it was. It became like three days, you know, then four days, then five days, yeah. and I would do double sessions, and I was always down here. And then it kind of took over from rugby, and I kind of I fell in love with it more. Um, and I was kind of like, fuck it, okay, grand, I'm gonna give up. I'm gonna give up training here for a while now. I'm gonna do the rugby for one more year and yeah. see if I still love it because I was kind of I had been dropped from the academy as well, and I kind of wanted that fire back. And yeah. did the whole year rugby, and I hated it. I just, I was like, I don't like it anymore. This is not for me, you know. Yeah. So yeah. then went back to the gym. Uh, I gained a bit of weight. I was about one hundred and fifty kilos, so it was a big fucking. I was a bit fat. Big man. Um, big man. Yeah. I can't believe it at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Liam was like, "Lose the weight. Let's get a fight." And I think, I think it was. I think it was in four months I had my first MMA fight. I had already kind of fought in like loads of kickboxing fights and all that mm-hmm. while I was kind of doing half and half, but yes, it was kind of the big push into amateur career then. And then from there, it was literally fight, 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 fight. And then it was just the next, nice. I think that was six years ago, seven yeah. years ago. And um, still here. Kind of, <laughs> yeah, still here, yeah. still fighting. <laughs> Pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. So just before we kind of get into the amateur career, I just wanted to kind of, you know, um, delve into kind of the, the training between the two. You obviously did. You were at a pretty kind of, you know, you're pretty high up in rugby as well. So you understand what it's like to, you know, practice it every day. You know, you're part of an academy. You know what training you have to do. What's the difference between the two? Is it more so like a personal thing versus a team thing or what's the motivation? When it comes down to actually training, I think the training kind of, it's it's the same, really. Like, if you're doing wrestling training, rugby and wrestling kind of are similar. You know, that kind of, it's the, yeah. the grittiness of it is, it's the same. Fitness, it kind of stays the same, too, because you're doing the same kind of movements and all that. Like, and from the strength condition side as well, it's it's pretty much the same. Yeah. What's really big is, like, when you're playing a game or having a fight, it's, mm-hmm. I could play, I, I, I could play a game and I could play absolutely shit. And we could still win. But in my in my heart, I know I played shit, and I like that win isn't isn't ours, you know. Like I was like, fuck, yeah. I didn't play good. Or I could play an absolute blinder and be unbelievable, and we could still lose, you know, because the team wasn't there. Of course. But then in a fight, in a fight, if I'm not there, I'm losing, and that's yeah. that's down to me. Or if I'm on there and I'm on fire, that's all me, you know. 
obviously I had a team that got me there, but when I stepped foot in the cage, that's all me, you know, like it's no one else has, has won that fight. I've done that, you know, yeah, that's yeah. the big difference between them on like on the playing side of it. Train side of things, it's, I, I think it's very similar. And I think having played rugby all my life, it kind of gave me a good jump up into, into MMA as well. Nice. So then you like based off that then uh, winning then is obviously a completely different feeling as well, because like you said, you could have a bad day, team does well, you win, vice versa, but in fighting, you have a bad day, it's, you probably won't wake up, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah, so <laughs> or you wake up with a, how does with it feel to win? Up, yeah. yeah, you've, you've had plenty of winning, like we're going to go into it now, you know, you were European champ, you're a world IMMAF champ, tell us a bit more about that kind of, you know, that process and that journey. So I actually, I, I, my first IMAF tournament was 2015. I did the Europeans. Mm. And yeah. since I had that kind of, that, that experience IMAF, it was very, it was very kind of like beginner back then. Like, you know, there were, it was all over the place and it was like, you didn't get your gear and all that kind of stuff. Now, yeah. To now where it's like, it's a professional, like it's, you show up and it's, everything is like to a professional standard. Like, yeah. um, when I started doing them, I was like, I, I want a goal at this, like, you know, the first one I was like, I got a bronze and I was like, I, I really want this. So I done, I think I done six to seven IMAF tournaments in my whole career, and it was always I was always chasing that gold. And yeah. I went to a Worlds in Bahrain in 2017, got a bronze again, and then I was like, I want this. I think I was then there in 20- 2017 when you were there as well. And uh, I went over there with France one of the times when he fought in Bahrain. He was fine on the big show. Was it the Was it the same month as you know the way the Brave used to have the biggest show in Bahrain? I don't know who yeah. had on that card. I think I was over there anyway, but um. That could, have been 20, that could have been 20, no, it was 2018. That could actually could have been 2017, yeah, because I yeah. remember there was always, Bahrain always kind of had a, a fight week. Yeah, I think, exactly. I, I actually think, yeah. yeah, I think Franz was actually on that one. Okay, think, well, then yeah. that would have been the one that was at, because I actually ended up flying back a day after him, and I was with, like, a lot of the Irish team from the IMMF, so I was like, all right, cool, yeah, the Irish <laughs> lads are here. I was going to Turkey, I was going on a big B tour before coming to Dublin, they were all coming to Dublin, I was like, yeah. See you, lads. <laughs> you know, but yeah. So um, you did seven tournaments, six, seven tournaments. Um, yeah. You got a bronze. Any other kind of, you know, were you any other podiums or did you just get the bronze? So and do it, so was two bro- it was two bronzes. It was a, a European bronze 2015 and it was a world bronze in 2017. And then 2018, then I kind of, I had kind of fixed all the problems I had before. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of mental stuff and it was sort of training and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, and in 2018, I felt really good and went off to Romania for the Europeans and ended up finishing both my fights with first round stoppages, uh, with yeah. a Oma Plata finish, a TKO finish, and I was on fire. And it was my first goal. And that that meant more to me than the actual the worlds I won later on because mm. it was the first goal I got. And it was just like I finally gotten that experience and, you know, being on the podium, hearing, you know, the Irish national anthem. So it's, yeah. it's fantastic having the flag. It was it was amazing. Like there's, there's there was there was no better feeling in my career to that moment winning yeah. winning that. Life. I'd say so, man. I really actually that that's one of the things where I'm, I'm I did I was interviewing France. He's an MMF gold, and um I have a few other guys you know that participated, and that's what I really wanted to hit on. So you you know that feeling you're sitting on the podium, you're number one, you're world champion. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. IMMF at the moment is still a bit in its infancy stage, but. As years go by, it's becoming more and more of a thing, you know. So you have your name engraved in that history. I mean, how how, how does it feel like, you know, how going home? You know, you're a world champion. What's what's the thought process behind that? 
when I won the Europeans and the Worlds, I, I believe I fought the best guys because the, the guys I'd fought are, are, are a very high calibre. They were like Jiu-Jitsu World Champions, you know, they were amazing strikers. And I had finished all of them. Like, there was okay. no there was, there was no doubt there. Like, like yeah. every single one I finished. I even finished one guy in the third round and then went on then a few months later and finished him first round just to, just to prove myself that I'm still better yeah. than that guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Worlds, it, it, it was taken off from me just because I, so I had my had my four fights they were all all finishes and then in the so actually in the fourth fight i actually i cracked my ankle so i threw a, i threw a low kick and i hit his knee uh, my, my my foot hit completely on knee and it was fucked um so the way they the way they, they go it's thursday semi-finals and then friday every day off and then saturday then you get um the finals out of the way like so you've one yeah, day off recover yeah. and the whole day a whole day Friday, I was in bed. I was literally icing my leg. I was getting ready because I was like, I'm going into this fight. I'm going, you, I could have no leg and I'm still fighting, Joe. You could oh, have yeah. one arms broken. I'm still going in there and I'm fighting, Joe. I'm winning this goal. I was, mm-hmm. that's all I wanted. And then it ended up being the man pulled out. And I've talked enough shit about him, how he pulled out that fight and all that. Like, but <laughs> there's no point going back home about him because he pulled out. There's no point even put, yeah. putting words in Old history at this stage. <laughs> he, he pissed me off I actually almost started scrapping him backstage getting ready oh, really? for the podium because I was like why the fuck did you fight me like it was yeah. like there's nothing wrong with you you've got a brain you've got your fucking your scan there's nothing wrong with you your jaw's fucking grand you're eating food yeah. you can fight me oh he got me very angry and that yeah. took a lot from me because I didn't have the last fight to actually win because normally what happens is you win your, your fight and you literally have a few seconds before you're back in the podium do you know and yeah. you just have that adrenaline flowing through you I didn't have that I was standing on the podium in like pants, you know, like I wasn't in the gear, you know, it didn't didn't feel great. And okay. it was only you know, when I got home and you know that all all my gym came to the airport and they all like you know had their flags and banners and all that and that made it cool. Yeah. But it's still the gold medal still means nothing to me because I didn't actually win it, you know. My European yeah. means everything to me because I won that, you know. I obviously I had four fights before that and I finished all the guys, but I didn't have yeah. that that's the finals, you know. Yeah, no, I I, t- I totally get it. Uh, it just it was unfinished business at that time, yeah. and then obviously with celebrations and that, and everyone being you know kind of on top of you once you were home, it kind of makes you forget that. But it's still cool to have it, man. You know, like yeah. you, like look at yourself, right? For example, you're growing up, you have no idea about MMA, you don't have even even have interest in it. If anything, you're with your dad having the background in boxing, you would have never thought you know MMA is something I want to do. You get into an academy of rugby. And then you 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 know you you do really well at that, and then all of a sudden a change of heart, and a couple of years later you're a world champion. It's a pretty impressive thing, man. You know, a lot of people do sports. There's a lot of champions at the moment in MMA, where on an amateur level they probably had just a couple of fights and then turned pro. It's it's something that you know um, I really like seeing, especially in Ireland, because Ireland seemed to be very big into this. IMMF and it's a, it's obviously a great solid foundation to turn it into a pro or to kind of you know go ahead and practice it further um in terms of that you know um how do you feel do you feel like the experience from it you know brought you where you are today do you feel that maybe you should have done it more or probably should have done it less what what is your kind of you know your your thought process behind it I definitely think I have enough on my terms but I have mm-hmm. I have close to 20 I think I have 21 amateur fights okay that's a lot like normally yes, guys like definitely. especially when I was in Australia it was three fights and you turn pro and that was it like you know you had three amateur yeah. fights turn pro England so the guy I'm fighting in in my pro debut he had three he had three amateur fights in turn pro I have I have more I have, I have more I'm, I've literally from one tournament I have more fights in him than he has in his pro and amateur record you know 
from one IMAF tournament. Of course. Um, so yeah. that experience, like, and I fought all around the world. Like, so you like, I fought Russians. I fought, I fought all the Eastern European countries. I fought Poland. You know, I fought Ukraine. I fought mm. all them. I fought, you know, English guys. I fought, I fought, I fought all the fighters that yeah. I felt all the experience. I felt that solid, like, you know, Russian wrestling where it was grindy. And so now when I jump in, especially now in Bellator, where they have a few really high level Russian wrestlers, mm-hmm. I've already experienced that. So I know what to expect going in that. When you have guys now who can jump into UFC fights and fight Russia straight away, and it's their first time fighting a Russian and they, they're on the highest of stages and they're fighting that guy for the first time. IMAF yeah. is absolutely <laughs> incredible. And like uh, John, John Cavan only tweeted yesterday being like, in five years' time, most of the UFC, uh, most of the MMA champions in the world and professional will have an IMAF medal, an IMAF background behind them. Because it's it's the way it's the way forward right now. And it's the, yeah. it's the only way you should be fighting as an amateur. We like I've I've we've guys coming up now who are doing the cadet tournament. We have we have we're putting four four or five guys forward for the cadet tournament. Mm-hmm. That's under 17s, like that's like yeah. that's amazing. The lads are going over to a an under 17 tournament and fighting, you know, the best of the world. And then they have oh, the juniors yeah. and then seniors. Like they like guys now we're training uh, where I was will have close to 40, 50 fights of amateur before they're yeah. even turned pro, which is yeah. incredible. But for the stage I'm at, I'm very happy to have all that experience. I've I've experienced kind of everything that I that would show professional off. So there's gonna yeah. be no there, there will be surprise in the professional leagues. Of course. But there's yeah. not there's not much that will surprise me because of the amateurs. Yes, of course, of course. Well that's good to hear, man, because you know, uh, like you said, there are so many people out there that you know they think doing three or four amateur fights is sufficient enough, and then you're going into the pros, and then you know the career doesn't start the way you wanted to start because of that lack of experience. And you're totally right. You know, the more fights you do have at amateur level, losses don't really matter at amateur. You know, they do, but they don't really. They matter yeah, for you really. as a motivational factor. No, I was in like for the person as a motivational factor, and from what you learn from it, yeah. But in terms of you know the record and. You know, getting big fights, it doesn't matter. So you, it's a, it's a good way to get your losses out of the way and learn as much as you can. So you know, um, in terms of that, you know, you you've trained so much, you've had so many fights now. How does it feel to kind of you know know you're signed to Bellator, but you know you're fair enough. You're doing the pro debut in Battle Arena, but you know, how do you find motivation? I mean, you've been training for quite some time now with nothing kind of cleared in mind. Only obviously in these weeks you've you have this latest fight. But how does that feel like, you know, waking up every day, knowing you're signed to one of the top promotions, but unfortunately with COVID, you know, you're you're at home and you're just training away. Can you hear me? It was, it was, it was really, it was really, it was really terrible um, when all the guys, you know, when, when Bellator had their, their four shows, three shows in, when it was in Milan and Paris last year and all that and all like, as I was up in, I was up in Dublin and I was living up in Dublin helping Johnny Walker get ready for his fight. Mm-hmm. So it was around all the lads, you know, like there was Kieran Clark, Danny Lynn and Dylan Logan. They're all getting ready for the fights. And I was like, you know, I was like, fuck, I don't know how to fight. And I, and I, I try my best to get on that card and I couldn't just because there was loads of lads in front of me who needed fights, you know, because their contracts were, were you know, they needed fights before me. I was the newly signed guy. I was the bottom of the list. And that hurted. And that was tough. And it was, that really, like, like it really pushed the motivation down. And then hit into New Year, and I was just like, "Fuck it, I'm going to work hard." And we we had the one fight release, and we were looking for shows, and we reached out to loads of big, big enough shows, and they wouldn't take me because they were like, "Oh, you're signed to Bellator. There's no point taking you because we can't push you, you know, further." Yeah, so that was shitty. You know, I had a lot of, I had a lot of, I had a lot of guys who I tried to call out, and they were just like, 
we don't want to fight you, you know, that kind of shit. Like, um, and then to finally get a fight, it's it's amazing. I'm obviously highly upset that I couldn't make my debut with Beltor, but mm. I know it's only a matter of time. I know before the end of the year, I'll have <clears throat> one fight, hopefully two, with Bellator. Um, and this this fight here now will put a, a statement to all the Bellators on the heavyweight roster that I'm, I'm here and I'm here to stage, you know, and I'm here to wreck shit up like. So uh, I'm going to put a statement on in, in seven weeks' time and it's going to be a, a big, big statement. Nice, man. So um, just before we get into kind of, you know, your training cap for this guy, um, you really do plan to have two fights in Bellator by the end of the year, yeah? So you're hoping that you'll get that's, to follow this year, yeah? That's my plan is hopefully they were... There's been talks of coming back to Europe in September oh, around right. that time, yeah. end of the summer, kind of that time. So that's where I'm. Scott said it in an interview back in March. He said it. He was like, "We're we're hoping to be back then." That's what I'm hoping for. Hoping we get one fight then, and maybe before the end of the year. You know, I'm I'm trying. Aim, I, I don't care who they put in front of me. I'll fight anyone. I I just want to fight with them. I want to finally show them what I want, and I want to work my way up through the rankings. Um, that's my goal. Um, yeah. Hopefully get two fights. That's 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 my plan. Nice, nice, nice. So this fight, seven weeks, your opponent. Uh, you said he doesn't have that much experience. Obviously, he's good enough. He turned pro. Um, is it a three and zero record he has, or a three and one? He's two. He's two. He's two wins as a pro. A both okay. first and softest. Okay, 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 cool. And right, so how did that come about? He is currently signed to this promotion, or is he doing a one-off thing as well? And tell us a bit more, kind of, you know, what what specific training you did for him? What 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 do you see as his main attributes being? Um, so I think I'm pretty sure he's signed to a bat reel. I think he's had a few fights on the amateur level at them, but um, okay, obviously the show we um the show popped up that they were looking for a heavyweight. And I think the guy was five and or something. Liam jumped. Liam, my coach, jumped on it. Was like, "We'll take that if if he's not matched." And he was matched. Yeah. And their promoter was like, "Oh, look, we'll get you a fight." Okay. And this guy took the fight and jumped. Fair Fox and me took the fight. He's ready to step in there and crack it up. Um, as kind of specific stuff, I haven't really trained for him. It's more I've kind of I've kind of put my skills forward. Yeah. It's all about my skills, you know. Because like, you can train for a guy, and then the guy could pull out a week a week before a fight, and you get a new guy, and then you kind of. All your shit's kind of up in the air then because you've trained for that one guy. Mm-hmm. I'm putting together my skills and I believe my skills can put a dent in him. Do you know, it's, yeah. it's all about making myself better because I believe that I'm going to put forward my game plan. If he ends up pushing me towards the ground, then my ground game will win. If it ends up being a striking match, my striker will win. If it's a grappling match, you know, that's the way it's going to win. It's going to be, yeah. I'm going to be the one winning. He just picks how he loses. Okay. I <laughs> love it. Love it. Love the confidence, bro. Um, so, yeah, uh, so in terms of, you know, training for yourself, I know you're training with the same kind of specific guys. Uh, can you tell us a bit more about that and a bit of sparring? Have you been sparring heavyweights, you know, and if you have any notable names that you want to kind of, you know, give a shout out to? Um, so obviously, obviously with lockdown, it's a lot of, it's a lot of kind of one-to-one kind of stuff for me and the coach. Yeah. Um, Pally hands also in the carts. We've been training together and stuff. And mm-hmm. we've had, we've had the we were trained to get all together because of cage legacy. So we had, we had five guys in the carps. We had the two Craddy uh, twins, Chris and Sean. Yeah. They're fucking killers. And when they make their amateur debut, they're going to hey. fucking, they're off to, they're off to Olympic qualifiers in a few weeks time. And they're going oh, to Olympics first. Them, and then they're, <laughs> they're going to Olympics first and then they're going to go make their amateur debuts. They're yeah. killer teams. Um, mm-hmm. So we had them, you know, we, we had guys like, um, we have Fiona Rourke in the gym who's off to, I'm at Cadets. He's been an absolute, he's he's a killer. 
we yeah. call him Fion Magomedov because he's a little Russian, like he's fucking wrestling as out of this world. And um, <laughs> okay. so we had those kind of guys, those kind of guys train with up to the cage legacy card. Uh, I've also had um, the pleasure of sparing Mike Perez. He's a professional boxer. Okay. Uh, he's he's a Cuban. He's a Cuban here living in Cork, and he's a fucking killer. He's he has a profile coming up in Dubai in June. He is a fucking a monster. Nice, he's uh, he he really get that working like you know grinding it hard because I know you know yeah. when when you put up your training on Instagram, it's mainly you know you're doing your weights and that, but you have been doing a lot of sparring and that, and had a few yeah. wars in the gym beforehand. Yeah, getting ready for yeah, it. oh yeah, a few wars, and I'm. Uh, I'm going up to help Johnny Walker get ready for his fight as well. So we'll I'll, I'll be getting a few spares in with Johnny Walker and stuff before nice. before this fight as well. So Are you good friends with Johnny? Do you, do I'll be going I'll, I'll, I'll be going up soon when the when the gym start open back up again. I'll go up to Dublin and I'll do some spare with Johnny again. But um, nice man, nice, nice, nice. And because uh, I was talking to France and he said he was doing a bit of sparring with him as well. He's a fight coming up now. It was announced, wasn't it, in the UFC? Yeah, he's fighting Tiago Santos. Santos. Indeed. Yeah, Santos. Yeah, that'll be a very interesting. Fight. So you're going yeah, to be actually part of that training camp, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I'll be going. I'll be heading up, and there's a few other big guys heading up as well. So we'll all be part of his camp, and obviously it's part of my camp too. So it's kind of, of he's helping me. I'm helping him. Yeah. So yeah. it's a uh, it's it's cool to spare a top ten, a top kind of top ten, top fifteen UFC um, like heavyweight like you know, that's the top yeah. of the top like so yeah. I'm spare him four as well. So happy days, happy days. So you know you. You're, the, you're pretty much on the right paths now to, to success. It's all a matter of just getting over this guy and then trying to crack into the, you know, the, the heavyweight division in Bellator. Um, do, you have, you know, do you have any plans, let's say, you know, once you get through this fight, is there a specific structure, strategy in place where you have, you know, um, I, I'd like to fight within three months? And if so, if Bellator are not able to kind of give you that fight, would you be open to fighting again in one of these smaller shows if they let you? Just to keep active, or you're 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 keen on you know getting into Bellator at this stage. Right? Yeah, it's it, it's keen on so like realistically, like m m way my amateur career has gone, I don't really get that caught up and bloodied up in my fights. I have I have one I have one slid across here mm -hmm. my whole amateur career, and I have um, a broken hand. That's, that's all mm -hmm. I have in twenty MMA fights. I don't really go in there and get injured. It's kind of they're normally quick fights. They're normally either I'm getting stopped or you're getting stopped. But yeah, they're normally quick fights. They're normally first round, second round stoppages. So normally, I, I know I'm not injured, so I'm fresh enough to go again. Like I'm, I'm, I'm here to fight. You know, I'm not here to like you know, fight, then wait another seven months and fight again. Like I'm ready to go straight away. If if Bellator reach out to me and they're like, "Oh, do you want to fight in the end of August?" I'm ready to go. You know, like it's it's straight away. I'm ready to go. Um, and doesn't matter who they give me, but. Personally, I'd like to fight Jake Hager. I've called him out enough, and I've kind of talked enough shit about him. But he's number ten, so okay. he's my way on the rankings. He's okay. ranked number ten, so if I fight him, I know I'm I'm down the rankings, and then it's just work my way up to the rankings. There's fight number ten, fight eight, fight six, fight four, then fight. I'm trying five, to jump up in twos. Yeah, eight. that's the plan. Yeah, you're jumping tibs, up. Yeah, you don't really go. You don't really fight the ones. That, that's not really the way you go. Like you know, no, of course. Of course, of course. And what's your dream dream matchup in Bellator? Dream match of Bellator, obviously it's Ryan Bader because he's the champion right now. But uh, the two guys fighting for the interim belt, you have um, Valentin Mulogoskiewicz, the Russian, and yeah. you have Tim Johnson. They're yeah. obviously so they're fighting for an interim belt. I personally see one of those guys beating Bader eventually. So yeah. then they'll be dream matchups. Um, dream matchups, kind of in the earlier stages, I think. Um, 
Davy and Franklin would be a good fight. Tyrell Fortune, like Bellator, have a fucking stacked heavyweight division. There's they some do. Great yeah. guys there. They've Stephen Mowry as well. There's some fucking. There's some killers there. And just to put my put my skills up against them guys and, and beat them is the way I I, I I can't wait. It's yeah. Bellator is I really pushed the heavyweight division, and I'm, I'm looking forward to stepping in there and showing who I am. Nice man, nice. So just you know, in relation to that two year plan, do you see yourself as you know? Beating the gatekeeper and getting the number one title shot two three years. Well, how do you, how long do you see it before it happens? Um, I'd say I'd say three I'd say three to three three kind of three and a half years. I'll be up I'll be up top top uh top two top three. Um, mm. like there's like there's ten guys. You know, there's ten guys I need to beat. You know, yeah. If I have a few fights that are like kind of like filler fights before I get to rankings, that's grand too. But I'll be then up. You know. Let's say realistically, you know, I have seven, eight pro fights. That's me in title contention and like in Bellator, yeah. you know. But I think then, you move quickly at heavyweight. So, you oh, are, right. yeah. You know, t- yeah. things always Just, move quickly at heavyweight. Before you know it, like you'll, you'll fight like four or five times. You fight the right guys, and you could be up there in the in the title talk. Yeah, it's all about fighting the right guys, and especially with the rankings now that Bellator released, you can actually see yourself moving up. It's not kind of not like kind of guessing who's next and kind of seeing made up rankings and being like all fights and all that there's actually a ranking system out there and you can see exactly how you can progress up yeah man yeah definitely so bro we've kind of covered a lot here you know we have enough now coming up to this fight so just before we kind of you know close it off do you have any you know specific shout outs for people that have helped you kind of along the way or maybe doing this training camp maybe you've worked with with someone more specifically yeah i've kind of mentioned all those bear pairs so they've gotten yeah. their they've gotten their two cents but i'd like to give a special shout out to Greg Roach and Boo Hilton Fitness, like okay. he has, he has put savage amount of work into me and his, like as sponsor and as strength and coach, he's done fucking loads for me, like and mm-hmm. he has turned me into what uh, Paul D from the opinion, uh, the MMA opinion has said, uh, I've gone from uh, Lou Frigno Hulk to Mark Ruffalo Hulk, progressed in Hulks, yeah, um, so yeah, him. Yeah. Obviously, obviously, SPG Cork, Liam, Marlene—they do fucking absolutely everything for me. Married mm-hmm. my second, mo- my mother like she treats me like a son, so she takes care of me and all that. And yeah. then on my sponsor side things, I have Ross Nutrition and Here's Health, looking after my supplements and, and kind of making me look as big as I am. Yeah, I have um, Alpha Caveman, look after all my gear. I have Elite Sports Recovery, looking after my recovery side of things, mm-hmm. and I have my character cycles who have given me a fucking awesome bike and. I've come aboard as a sponsor. Cool, man. Cool, 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 cool. So look, Ryan, um, we wish you the best of luck and hope you can have another five, ten minutes after your fight and we'll catch up again, bro. Thanks a lot Perfect. for today, okay? Best of luck, bro.